Well, the Razorbacks survive in advance in the SEC tournament by beating Auburn. Mm, just hate to see it. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. Arkansas, bam, wins against Auburn in the SEC tournament in their very first game in what was an incredible game. Uh, probably a little bit more incredible than what Razorback fans were hoping it would be, but a win is a win is a win as we always say, but still live here from Nashville at the uh, Omni Hotel SEC tournament, and hopefully uh, I get to stay here a little bit longer, and Arkansas will be facing off against Texas A&M tonight, which we'll talk about, but recapping last night's game, like this was a game that where it was a quintessential Razorback type of game this year. Big lead, second half big lead, goes completely and totally awry, goes away, but only this time the Razorbacks were able to close it out. This time, the Razorbacks were able to make the plays down the stretch to win. This, this was a must team, a must march team, march must team, however you want to put it. That's what we saw. The difference that we have seen in games this year have been very many different things and reasons why Arkansas has lost games. But the one thing that we have always complained about more so than anything, of course, has always been about free throw shooting, has been about closing games with big shots and big moments. And Arkansas has yet to really have many of those this year. In fact, the only game that I can really look back upon and see that Arkansas, at least in conference play, was able to uh, weather a storm and make a big shot or big play down the stretch was against South Carolina on the road, which is not exactly uh, a big time team, but still. In this particular game, you had a lot of things go your way in, in the way that you would expect a team under Musselman in March to look. And, you know, I'm, I'm, there's so many things to get to, so hopefully we can uh, make it all work. But uh, we'll start with the individual performances. How about the three freshman All-Americans, or McDonald's All-Americans that are freshmen? You had Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, and Nick Smith Jr. all have incredible games, looking like true five-star players. Anthony Black played 37 minutes in this game. He went 6 of 10 from the field, had 19 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals. Did have 6 turnovers, way too many, but uh, was able to have uh, another great performance out of him. You had Nick Smith Jr., 27 minutes in this game. 6 of 12 from the field, 2 of 5 from three-point land. Uh, had 14 points, 3 total rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. Great game for Nick Smith. And then Jordan Walsh, who only played 20 minutes in this game. Gets 11 points, a 4-5 shooting, hits 3 of 4 from the free throw line, gets 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and a block shot. Right there is what we had all been wanting to see from these McDonald's All-Americans all year long. Now, I'm not saying that this is like a judgment on any of their games because I think that each one of them have had their good games and great games in their own right. But for them to finally just be together and be on the court and then put it all together, for Arkansas to finally have uh, them playing at a high level and a high clip was so incredible. Like it was finally like, that's what we all wanted to see. That's what we all wanted to finally get a piece of and get an idea of. And for them to go out and do it was just awesome. So shout out to them for finally getting uh, it going all together. 
but also somebody that deserves a major shout out and someone that I've been critical of. And I want to give a lot of credit where credit is due. Makai Mitchell, to me, may have been the most important player in this game. I know that, the again, great performances out of the three freshmen, but Makai Mitchell looked like the Makai Mitchell that we all wanted to see more of. He gets in there and he gets nasty. He gets physical. He plays only 23 and a half minutes, gets 12 points on five of seven for shooting, six rebounds, also had two assists and uh, one steal. He had a great game. Great game. I, now, he didn't go for double-double, but if you tell me that Makai Mitchell, you can count on him to get you 12 points, six rebounds, and you know a couple assists here and there, that, that's what you want out of him. That's what you want to see out of him. More and more and more, that's what you need from him. And so Arkansas does not win this game without Makai Mitchell's solid offense down the stretch, especially where he made that big-time shot down low. His physicality underneath, but that's something that both him and Kamani Johnson did a, a tremendous job of just being physical, out-physicaling the, the Tigers and having a great game. So those four guys all together had a terrific performances. And also a shout-out to Devo. Even though he didn't have uh, a ton of points, 10 rebounds, 7 points, 10 rebounds, nine of those being defensive rebounds for Devo Davis. And he hit the free throws down the stretch that ended up solidifying the game. Got to give the credit there. He hit both free throws. And it was one and one, too. Front end of a one and one. So it wasn't even just like, oh, he's guaranteed two. He had to go and make the first one and then hit the second one. Did an outstanding job. So those guys all were, were really great. Really great. And that's to say that there weren't problems for Arkansas in this game. I mean, they had 19 freaking turnovers. Way too many. But still, they were able to do so many good things by being physical. Like, for instance, 37 rebounds for Arkansas, 19 for Auburn. Disgusting. Destruction absolutely worked worked Auburn physically down down in the in the lane and, and throughout the entire game and also a huge shout out to the fact that Arkansas was able to have a great performance from the free throw line as a team they shot 74 percent from the free throw line 17 of 23 Auburn was 18 to 27 so they missed quite a few Arkansas shot 56 percent from the field 27 percent from three-point land and Auburn didn't shoot too bad. Like they shot 49% from the field and 31% from three point land. So their free throws came into it and, and played a part into it. But Arkansas was able to have 18 second chance points, which was huge. And uh, also a great bench performance. And then the turnovers were way too many. But the great thing about those turnovers, I would say, is that Arkansas had 19 turnovers. Auburn only scored 19 points off of those turnovers. So if you want to put that into perspective, Auburn only had 10 turnovers, but Arkansas scored 15 points. So you're talking about Arkansas scoring only four less points than Auburn off of turnovers when they turned the ball over nine more times. So that was extremely helpful and extremely productive there too. So just a great performance, the type of performance you want to see in March from an Eric Musselman team. And uh, I'm hoping that it can continue to go and continue to look good. But uh, I just want to give a shout-out to them. They, they, uh, they proved me wrong. I was not feeling good about this game. I really wasn't. And I know that you don't want to blow 15-point leads. You don't want to have, you know, putting yourself in those situations. But as we all know, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Only thing that matters is winning. In March, all that matters is winning. Doesn't matter how it's done. Doesn't matter. You could be up by 38 points. And if you blow that lead, but you still win by one, that's all that matters. So I, I'm just happy that they're moving on and they got Texas A&M coming up. But just great performance, great moment, and hopefully this is me some confidence that can build up Arkansas a little bit uh, and continue to, to have a nice little stretch there because I actually like their matchup against Texas A&M. But um, great crowd, too. I thought that there was a lot of Razorback fans, and I think tonight against A&M there's going to be some 
you know, discrepancies there in the oh, uh, side of things when it comes to attendance, which we'll talk about it as things go on. But um, uh, it was it was cool just to you know see Mus's reaction and then going back and we'll, we can move on from after this. But Nick Smith Jr. The shot that he hit right there at the end, right in the face of Alan Flanagan. That right there, it, that's an that's an that's a reason that's an NBA shot. That's the reason why he's an NBA lottery pick by all people's perspective. Shots like that, plays like that. And Musk said it so perfectly in the press conference after the game. We needed people who, when the play broke down, when when the other team was playing great defense and things didn't go according to plan, we needed somebody to step up and manufacture their own shot. Nick Smith did that. And he hit the shot. And uh, I wish I could play the video. Of course, I can't because of copyright. But if you go back and look at that highlight, as soon as he hits the shot, what does he do? There's no emotion. He just gets right back on defense. He gets it. He knows it. And Arkansas has missed that so much. I want to continue to see him make these plays. I, I love the fact that he has that confidence and that swagger that he can play in. And again, I just think that this is the type of win against an Auburn team that's an NCAA tournament team That'll put you right into great position. Arkansas is now an eight seed, according to Joe Lenardi. They were a nine seed last night. And I think, I mean, you, you never know, don't want to make guarantees, and you got to play the games in front of you. But I think that if Arkansas beats AM tonight, there's a chance that they can move into that seven seed spot. That's the goal right now. Is if you would have lost and dropped down to a 10 seed, that would have been ideal. I want to get off the eight nine line. So whatever it takes to get to that seven seed, if they beat AM, there's a possibility. And if they are able to go to the next game, they're more than likely will play Kentucky, maybe Vanderbilt, but whoever it is, if they win that game and they're able to play into the title game, even if they lose the title game, I think that that solidifies them as a seven seed, which is again, where you want to be if you're Arkansas. So that's the goal right now. Try to get to that seven seed line, but also at this point, just keep winning games, baby. Cause if you keep winning, you won't have to worry about it. You'll get that. Uh, you'll get that knowledge and you'll get that uh, benefit no matter what. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about A&M here in just a second, but folks, it's the midway point of the NBA season. We know that college basketball is in full swing and postseason, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get the no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the sport FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything, from the money line to point scores to threes drained, whatever it is. And with FanDuel, you can also combine your bets for a chance of a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Okay, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, Arkansas and Texas A&M, a team, two teams that have faced each other twice already. They're one and one against each other, and Arkansas was able to win game one uh, in Bud Walton Arena, and then game two went to Texas A&M there in College Station. Now, I uh, I know that A&M is the number two seed. They've had a great year, and you got to respect them. They're uh, you get to give all the credit where credit is due. That being said. I think that Arkansas matches up really well with Texas A&M. I like, like Arkansas, to me, again, just my opinion, not only were they the better team in the game in Fayetteville, I think Arkansas was the better team down in College Station, but we saw, once again, Arkansas blowing a lead and unable to make those plays down the stretch, and A&M came back and won. Nothing against A&M. They deserved to win. Not saying they did, but I felt like Arkansas played a better basketball game. So I like the matchup. I really do. And if you just look at the numbers and some of the numbers, uh, according to hawksports.com, uh, the offensive efficiency is pretty is pretty good for both teams. Uh, number eight and number five for Arkansas and AM, respectively. The effective field goal percentage, Arkansas is still number three in the SEC. AM's number nine. So as far as uh, having effective field goals, AM has not been that great in the SEC. Turnover percentage, both teams are pretty high. Number nine for AM, number 11 for Arkansas. The offensive rebound, which we know Arkansas got killed in offensive rebounds there against uh, AM and College Station. AM's number two, Arkansas's number seven. So this is going to be a huge thing in this game. For Makai Mitchell, Mikel Mitchell, Kamani Johnson, maybe even Jalen Graham. People got to get physical down low and start getting those offensive rebounds. Uh, Two-point percentage, Arkansas is number five. AM's number two, or number 10, excuse me, number 10. So they're down low. Uh, Three-point percentage, Arkansas jumped up to number eight. There was a time they were number 13, folks. They were number 13 in the SEC for a while there, and they've jumped up to number eight. So that's great progress. AM's number five. Now, this is where it gets crazy because Arkansas is number uh, th- uh, 13 in the SEC in free throw percentage. AM is number one. So you're talking about the biggest staunch difference, and AM gets to the free throw line extremely effectively. So cannot, you gotta, can't get in the foul trouble. You cannot allow them to have some fouls that get them to the free throw line that end up being, you know, what, what be the difference in the game because they will not only get to the line, but they will make their free throws. Got to get out of that. Got to not let that happen. Get physical, but got to be smart about your physicality and don't let them get to the free throw line. Because, again, Auburn shot terribly from the uh, free throw line last night. That's not going to happen against AM. So they got to find a way to weather that storm. And then Arkansas, of course, is a high-tempo team, number two compared to number nine. So if Arkansas can run their tempo, uh, they should be pretty good. Now, defense, uh, AM has got uh, a lot of uh, benefits over Arkansas in this regard. So defensive efficiency, AM's three, Arkansas six. Uh, effective field goal percentage, AM's four, Arkansas six. Turnover percentage, AM's four, Arkansas six. So they're pretty close, but still uh AM has a little bit of the edge there. Uh Arkansas does a better job of guarding uh the shots within the uh, within the arc of number four, number five. Still really close, but Arkansas is slightly better there. Arkansas's three-point defense has actually improved too. Uh they're number seven in the conference. It used to be a lot lower, but AM is also number five. So both teams are pretty pretty solid at guarding the three-point shot. Now, blocking percentage, Arkansas is number one still in the SEC in blocks, and AM is number 12, which is crazy. You think about a team that's so great at offensive rebounding, you think that they would have big physical guys that would be able to get blocked shots, but they don't do that. Uh, they, they don't allow that to happen. Steal percentage, Arkansas is number five, AM is number seven. Offensive uh, rebound percentage, uh, defensively, how many offensive rebounds they give up. Number seven compared to number eight, still pretty even. And then free throw rate, Arkansas still gives up way too many free throws or 13th in the SEC in that regard as far as how many free throws they give up. AM's number four. So AM gets to the free throw line a ton, and they also don't allow the other teams to get to the free throw line very often. 
But I will say that AM has gotten a lot of benefits and a lot of home games this year, especially when it comes to their free throws. A lot of teams and games, if you go back and look at it, the discrepancy in free throws was disgusting. And so they're not going to be in home court anymore. This is a neutral site. So hopefully uh, the uh, referees and officials don't completely and totally screw it up for Arkansas. But it's pretty, pretty even, pretty nice little matchups there, too. And I thought that this was a really interesting quote last night. We had a chance to talk with Jordan Walsh for just a little bit, uh, who had a really great game. And and he's obviously uh, all smiles last night, but when he was talking about Texas A&M, I thought he had a really interesting comment about playing the Aggies once again. Uh, it's great because I love getting my get back. I love getting revenge, and you know they beat us the last the last game, so I'm happy to be able to play them again on even a bigger stage with more people watching and be able to show them like you know we're better than them. It's their get back game, and we're going to show that we're better than them. I mean, that's a that's a great quote and a great feel and a great confidence there by Jordan Walsh. But Arkansas has got to go out and take care of business. I, I do like the the confidence that they're rolling with, and hopefully it can continue on uh, throughout the rest of the SEC tournament. We'll take our final break when we come back and look around the SEC as far as the uh, madness here at the SEC tournament. And we'll keep it moving here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. So stay with us. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, you know, there has been uh, a few games in the SEC tournament have been really good. Uh, I wouldn't say that there's been any major surprises except for maybe like LSU uh, being able to win one game and, and be able to advance. But besides that, Arkansas has been kind of the, the biggest discrepancy as far as seating goes and being able to win, which I don't think surprises anybody. But yesterday, Tennessee took care of business against Ole Miss, 70-55. to 55. Ole Miss' season is officially over. Looks like they're going to try to hire Chris Beard. Gross. Uh, Mississippi State and Florida was a great game. Ended up going to overtime. Mississippi State got the one-point victory, 69-68. to 68. But uh, Florida's season looks like it, it's pretty much over. I don't know. They may get an NIT bid. They are 16-16, 9-9 overall. Uh, so, I mean, maybe, but probably not. So, uh, their season is officially over. And then Vanderbilt took care of business against LSU. LSU gave them a ride. It was 77-68. Uh, but uh, in the end, Vanderbilt ended up being the better team there. And now you turn the page to Fridays, where you start to see, of course, the top four seeds, first games in action for them. And there's some intriguing matchups here. Now, I'm going to just stay with me on this one. Now, Arkansas and AM, we know all about and how intriguing that can be. Mississippi State and Alabama, Mississippi State's really good defensively. Now, I'm not going to pick Mississippi State to win this game. However, I think it'll be a close game. The, the no, FanDuel has it as an eight-point spread for Alabama, and I actually like Mississippi State to hold their own in this one. So I think Alabama still wins, but I think Mississippi State uh, can make it a game and keep it pretty close, especially low scoring. Tennessee and Missouri is also a really interesting game because Missouri can score. They're a team that can score a ton of points. They give up a lot of points, but Tennessee is a team that plays really good defense but doesn't necessarily score a lot. So something has to give. If, if Missouri can find effective ways to score against Tennessee, they're going to win. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Who's better, Tennessee's defense or Missouri's offense? Whoever wins that matchup wins the game. And so I actually think Missouri can do it. I think Missouri can win, and I, I think I'm going to pick them to win. I think Missouri gets the victory over Tennessee, and I think that they move on. And Vanderbilt, Kentucky's the other one, which, you know, Kentucky's playing really well right now. But Vanderbilt, they've they've caused some problems for people, and they actually have beaten Kentucky earlier this year. So that could be something. I'm really rooting for Vanderbilt because I'd rather play if I'm if Arkansas wins today, I would rather play Vanderbilt to have a revenge game against them too. 
Uh, Kentucky would be fine as well, but uh, just because of the crowd and everything, it'd be great to have uh, a Vanderbilt team that you can go up against if Arkansas wins today. So I'd much rather play them. And I know that everyone's thinking Alabama is going to be the team, but let me say this. Since I already did my predictions for that, I'll I'll throw it out there that if if Missouri does beat Tennessee and Alabama beats Mississippi State, this is where I'm going to be booking it. We may have to talk about it later, but since we're not doing a podcast, at least in this full length, it's the last day of the week, throw it out there. I think Missouri beats Alabama. That'll be my bold, hot take prediction or whatever. If, if Bama beats Mississippi State today and Missouri beats Tennessee today, I think, I think Missouri beats Alabama. That'll be the upset of the day. And who knows, maybe it'll be Arkansas and Missouri in the SEC title game. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, I would hate it, but it would be something. So, uh, but man, it's been pretty crazy though. Nashville's been awesome. Uh, people have been awesome. There's a lot of fans here. I have not seen any AM fans. It's weird. Not one single AM fan. And maybe I'm just looking at the wrong places, but haven't really seen any of them from there. I've seen a, a really good attend contention of Razorback fans showed up last night. I think they'll be even more there tonight. And I think tonight, uh, Arkansas will definitely have the home court advantage, uh, because everybody's going to be, uh, there, you know, trying to check out the game. There'll probably be a bunch of Kentucky fans there rooting against Arkansas. Uh, because Kentucky plays right after, but I don't know. I think that either way, it'll be a fun game, fun matchup, and fun time in Nashville, and hopefully Arkansas is able to pull it out and move on to the SEC semifinals. Wouldn't that be awesome? Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.